No agenda whatsoever. Just coming down from a different market, <laughs> swinging by, absolutely no reason, wants to see you, 10, 15, no agenda is what they say. I'm supposed to believe that, Phantom? That's what they're saying. That's what they're saying. Well, I know they wrote it down. <laughs> I know they wrote it down. Somebody get me my I don't really care to you jacket before I go into that. Yeah, meeting. you're going to need that one. You really are. You really are right there. What the hell am I doing? This is going to be a big, huge day. Big, huge day. Scott mm-hmm. from WaitingForNextYear.com will join us, 8 o'clock. As a matter of fact, can't wait to talk to Scott. He got me roped in playing in a golf outing with him that he's putting together, I believe, Friday afternoon. I'll be doing that with Scott. It's uh, apparently an organization he's putting together. We'll we'll, we'll find out more about that at 8. Can't wait to talk to him. We have incarceration tickets for you. We have a $25 gift card for Raising Canes. We'll pass that out around 9.30 this morning, and that's because Fantone will actually be at the newest Raising, or the, the at least the newest one I know of, mm-hmm. newest Raising Canes that will be opening in Kent. You'll be there this Friday, 2 to 4. Um, Dude, Raising Canes just going to clean up in a college town. You know what I'm saying? Like, dude, those Kent State kids are just well, going to lose their friggin' minds. That's how I came to it. It was from Ohio State. Right. Like, going down to Columbus to see Buckeye games and stuff. That's how I came to it. So, yeah, you're right. Right. Which, I mean, like, dude, I guess if you're in the world of fast food, of selling something out of a drive through window, man, no better place to cut your teeth than that college market, right? No place. Those kids, they don't know how to cook. They don't have the, the capabilities. They don't have kitchens. They're just they sitting there in a cramp apartment. They don't want to do it. Right, right. They don't want to do any of that. They want to do it. Yeah, so, uh, so Raising Cane's very excited to be a part of that one. And super and simple. You know what I mean? Right. And, and really good. Super simple and good. Like, you do chicken fingers, fries, sweet tea, done. You're right. good. You it's know good what I mean? It's good stuff right there. It's that, that gravy sauce that, you know, it's really good. And so Phantom will be at the newest one, uh, Kent, 2 to 4, this coming Friday, and 9.30 this morning, we'll pass out a $25 gift card. You also have a huge announcement mm-hmm. uh, that I believe a lot of listeners are going to want to clear a date okay. in July and come and see you, mm-hmm. and we'll make this announcement coming up at 9 o'clock. Okay. This is a huge announcement. Yeah, if you uh, if you want to check out a little, I guess, pre-tease of what I'll be talking about at 9 o'clock, you can check out my Twitter, uh, see some of the video evidence of wh- what got us to this point where, where we're going to be, you know, where we're going to be at 9 o'clock. Oh, so. there's more things I'm going to want to know. Okay. Uh, no, I'm asking. Oh, okay. Is there going to be quite a bit of things I'm going to want to know about this? I would think so. Up at I would think so. You'll okay. have questions, well, comments, gotta, concerns. I, well, then we're just going to move this out <laughs> of the rundown because I was combining two things. Right. And now it's, no, I want to know all about that. So we'll do that coming up at nine o'clock. I made a decision over the weekend that I cannot believe I made. Yeah. Let's talk about this. I can't believe I did let's it. Let's talk about this. And I think I have circled the drain on to why it has happened. All right. If you listen to the show a lot, I've been getting kind of annoyed about where I live. I kind of want to move. I want to move. I want to move. I want to move. Right? Yeah, for the past year, it's been. I mean, that's not even on the show. I'm saying you and I talking. I would say for the past year, there's been real talks. I would say once a week of like. I got to get out of this point. Yeah. And I, I'm always like, well, he's going to move. One of these days, I'm going to come in here and he's going to be like, well, dude, pulled the trigger. I'm ready to move. Let's do it. And that's who I am. Like, I would just do it and then te- be like, oh, yeah, by the way, this happened. Like, that's exactly who I am. Right. But I. Uh, I haven't done it, and finding a house where I want to live and and have all the amenities that I have has been very very difficult. It's been very very hard, and I'm just I, I I'm I, I just was like all right maybe not right now. So then I was out Saturday and it was raining all day, and then it got really nice later in the day. But it was raining all early in the day, and I was like all right well I can't golf, and I was kind of bored. So my friend was in town and she was like well let's go you know let's just go shopping or whatever, and I was like you know what I need. And, uh, you know, and I was like, I need new living room furniture is what I need. And so we were like, all right, so let's go check a few stores. I'm trying to remember. You, I remember the couch that you have. And was that just like a, a secondhand couch or was that a. So we bought it. 
my ex girlfriend and I bought that couch. That my, my current couch. We bought it from like an antique store, and it is. It's like a really nice, like legit Italian leather couch imported from Italy. It's like one of those things, but it's one of those couches you put in a sitting room. Like you don't want to sit on it all day. Yeah, it, it was. I can. I remember it being nice. I just it's nice. It's just not real comfortable. And I was gonna say maybe a little bit antiquated looking. Like maybe a little bit. I, if I remember, like I wanted to have like a mirror and cocaine in front of it. I was like 1980 Scarface, baby. It's right? Very. It's very Mad Menish. Yeah, there it's, was there was something about it old to me. It's very it, it's very much that kind of um, it's it's well it's mid century modern is what it is. That's what a lot of the stuff in my apartment was, and um, but it's just not like when you lay on it, it's not comfortable. It's just not built for like lounging. Are you big into leather stuff like leather couch, leather seats in your car, leather? You know, do not have leather seats in my car, but that couch was one hundred percent leather. I don't like leather sitting on it. I like wearing it, but I don't like sitting on. Really? It. Yeah, I feel like cars and like couches and all that stuff. It's just not for me. It can be a little too hot for car mm-hmm. seats for me sometimes. It can be a little bit too much like like that. So I don't have leather in my car. Um, but I bought what is, and I guess it's like they they use like a 50-50 blend now. Like it's like half real leather and then like like a half of like a filler. Okay. But I bought like a full sofa um, and then I bought like a, a, like a two-seating reclining theater seat that goes next to it. Nice. And I absolutely love it. I got, if you're on Instagram, dan.sansbury, you can see it. People have been asking me, show us pictures. So, like, see, but dan.sansbury on Instagram is where you can see photos of that. And I bought it. And I think I know why. As a matter of fact, I know why I did it. And it was quite a bit of money. More money than I wanted to spend Saturday afternoon just screwing around. Right? But welcome to furniture. It is what it is. Right? So, I realized why I did this. And it's because about a year ago, my mom came to town. And she didn't tell me. She didn't tell me. She didn't tell me she was coming to town. She just showed up. It was her and her friend Marianne. And and I've known Marianne my entire life. But I found myself taking them to lunch and then, well, show us where you live. Right. And I realized when I pulled into my apartment complex that I was like, this I need to get in here 15 minutes before they do and like kind of get things moved around get it set up it was my my place was in one of those transitional phases of hey, I'll clean it next week you know what I mean in one of those well when you're a single person it's very easy to you're no, the only one there right it's very easy to be like eh, whatever where I think sometimes it's easy to keep your house clean because you're the only one there and you know it doesn't it, it's not getting messed up by anyone else but it's also very easy to throw stuff Later. down on the, ta- on, the, on the table where you're like dude okay whatever eh, dude my, my laundry's here eh, I haven't done the dishes. It's nobody. You're accountable to nobody but yourself. There, absolutely. So Until your mom comes. I felt very <laughs> embarrassed by that. I'm sure, about the fact that not only did I like I had to scramble, I had to do all this stuff, and she's coming now on the 20th yeah. of July, and she's bringing my niece with her. And I don't believe either one of them will be staying with me, but they'll obviously be down here, and they'll you know what I mean. And there was, I think it was just one of those things where it was like I want to overcorrect the steer. Not only is my place full, really, really clean right now, but then I was like, you know what? Make it look completely different. Yeah. That's that's kind of, you know, if you weren't going to move, it's going to be that your mom comes through the door. She's going to automatically think to herself, well, how have you upgraded? How have you made your life better in the year plus that it's last been since I've been in the into this apartment? And if it's just clean, it's going to be like, well, great, Dan, you knew I was coming this time. New couch. All of a sudden it's like, oh, Dan, you must be doing so well at your job. Right. right? I mean, there's a little bit of there's a little bit of that. And so like what this is another thing with me. 
Like, I finally hung photos. Like, not photos. Like, I finally hung art I have right. in my house over the weekend. Like, I've lived in this place almost four years. Yeah, for a while. And my clutch photo, the, the, like, uh, and again, it's a Derek Hess original. Like, it's, like, now framed, hung. I got a ministry poster that I bought at the, their last tour at the Agora. Um, that's at, currently at Vintage Frame Affair downtown in Canton getting framed up. That And, again, I would have never guessed that woman who, like, owns that store would have listened. But I gave her my card. She's like, are you the Stansberry? And I was like, well, there's no V. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know where the V came from. He's not Ohio State. Like, I don't, he's I don't not know, the Hulk. I don't know where the V came from. But she, like, I, I wouldn't have guessed. But she's like, oh, yeah. She's like, you know, totally. So, like, I got that going on. Like, I actually started to, like, and now I don't want to move at all. Right, because now I actually like. So we were sitting there as everything was going up and everything was starting to come together. I was like, "Oh my god, I actually live here now!" Like I actually like legitimately live here now. I have lived in that apartment three and a half years with boxes full of stuff that hasn't opened that I haven't moved in yet. Furniture not put where it's supposed to go. Paintings not up where they go. Nothing, and it's like no wonder you wanted to move out of here. Right? No wonder you hated your day. Like, dude, <laughs> like, I, around here. I literally was living in an unpacked mess my entire time, and I finally, after three and a half years, moved into my apartment over this last weekend. And I don't care how old it how old it is you get. Your mom tells you she's coming to town. <laughs> You got to get your act together, man. You just got to get it together. Adam Silver is the NBA commissioner, and he's finally admitting what I've been saying all along. The NBA has a huge problem. We'll tell you what it is next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 1069. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 1069. We're also online at WRQK.com. Good news. I remember the name of the show the second break out. First break, I had no idea what it was called. Named after me, couldn't remember. Gonna, what were you going to call it? What was it there? Welcome to the Rose. I w- you know, you know what was happening? I'll tell you exactly what was happening. Is I was looking and typing Pantera uh-huh. into the song section because we lost Vinnie Paul over the uh-huh. weekend, and I'm trying to figure out what to play from Pantera. So I was doing that as I was opening the show. That was dumb. Shouldn't do that. No, you shouldn't. And I got hung up, and uh, and and I couldn't remember the name. I couldn't remember my last name. Is what I couldn't remember. That's what I couldn't remember. Oh, you're gonna end up being right. It's gonna end up being Cowboys from Hell. Cause Cemetery Gates is seven minutes long. Yeesh. Cowboys is a good song too. It's I like that song. one. Yeah. So we'll do that a little later. Probably around seven forty-five. But Vinny, uh, we lost Vinny Paul. That's sad. Not the best. Uh, I am gonna make. I think Pantera fans are gonna be mad at me though, um, because I think there's a word that gets thrown around and it gets misused, and I think people got to remember that it doesn't mean that you think something's awful. So we'll do all of that coming uh-huh. up around seven forty-five. Uh, I did, again, I, I posted some pictures of my new furniture people were asking, Dan.Stansbury on Instagram. It's also up Facebook.com slash Stansbury Show. And, and again, anytime you do anything like that, you just hear about how awful you are and your life is. And Jesus Christ, look at this. And what's the matter with this? And how come this isn't as nice as this should be? And this isn't this, this. I'm already hearing stuff. A lot of criticism yeah, there. Yeah, you know, I mean, you got to have thick skin to do this. Are you being home shamed right now? Is that what's happening to Maybe. you? People are people are, people are are taking well, a peek in. and Just wait. When our boss wakes up, he'll he'll be the first one to comment about, like, geez, if, you know what I mean? Look, this is the way broke people live. And I'm going to be like, yeah, remember last year when you told me I 
didn't deserve a raise. That's why I live like that. We both made big purchases recently. I bought a television. Sansbury bought furniture. Um, yeah, together I, we're one person. I, I guarantee you, I guarantee you within, what, a month, that will be turned into... Why wouldn't you tell us this? Uh, we, I, we could go out and get you these. Or, or I, why are you guys asking for more money? You don't need more money. You just bought this. You both have new cars. And you both bought new big purchases recently. You guys don't need more money. I guarantee you that will happen. That's why we got to shut up about these things. We got to talk about how we're living on Budweiser blow-up couches over here. You know what I mean? Like We can't be telling these people these things. Two days ago. (laughs) (laughs) You know what I mean? I'm that far removed from it? What, two days and nice furniture is like, screw them. You know what? He might be eating something. Kick the spoon out of his hand. That's exactly what's going to happen, dude. I can guarantee it, dude. I say it all the time. I would choke that fat, fat little bastard if I could get my hands around his neck, but I can't. All right. Um, these sports leagues are under attack, all of them, mm-hmm. right? And I think it's a social media problem. I've been saying it forever. As a matter of fact, I, I'm willing to bet. I know this to be true. I obviously don't know it to be true. I haven't, you know, <laughs> I haven't asked anybody, but I know this to be true. That if I, if I took a poll of every CEO in the country, they would tell you they wish Twitter wasn't a thing. Every CEO is just waiting for the time they get boycotted or they get like exposed as to what their organization isn't doing right. Yeah, for as much as maybe you get like a viral commercial or something, or you 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 get some sort of positive traction as a brand, you know, waiting around the corner is the sucker punch. You just you have to be aware of that, and and it's almost nothing you can do about it except just be ready. And uh, I mean, and again, this should have happened, but like a Netflix executive just lost his job. He was using the N word. Like he was just, just like, just got caught doing it. And again, now that's not right. And you should not do that. But without social media, that would not happen. Never would have known about what, it. What, you wouldn't have known it. Exactly yeah. right. Right? So like th- this stuff, everybody, it's the overanalyzation machine is what I call the internet now. That's the way we use it at least. It shouldn't be that, but that's the way we use it. So Adam Silver is the NBA commissioner. And he was talking to GQ magazine. And I've been hitting on this. For months I've been hitting on this. That, And they asked him, if you could change anything about the NBA immediately, what would it be? You know what his answer was? I would increase the league's minimum age to 20 years of age. And of course you should. And of course you should. Now look, I know what the argument is. The argument is you're 18 in this country, you have a right to make a living. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay? But I think LeBron James is a perfect example of what it is we're talking about here. That guy is inarguably the best basketball player playing right now. He is arguably the best player to have ever played the sport. Okay. Right? Couldn't get it done early on in his career. Was a phenomenal player, but he wasn't going to do much. You, you, this is a man's league. Men win championships. Look at the teams LeBron's won championships with. They've been men. Why do you think he wanted old-ass J.R. Smith? Why do you think he wanted old Kevin Love? Because the experience. Dude, an 18-year-old kid isn't going to blow the end. Look at Lonzo Ball. This is the perfect reason to make people wait till they're 20 years old to play in the NBA. Um... The thing I'll say about that is if you think that you're going to get a 19-year-old that's just going to come in, or or in LeBron's case, an 18-year-old at that point, that's just going to come in and completely take you from a basement dweller into a contender, that's a lofty goal for any rookie, even as a 20-year-old, as a 21-year-old, as a 22-year-old coming into the league. Okay, that's fair. That's going to be a very difficult thing to do. Would LeBron have had a better career? And the thing is, is I'm looking at LeBron, Kobe, Tracy McGrady, guys who were true to the heart 
on that next level, not just a professional athlete. Not but Kwame on that. Brown, who right. tried to do it and couldn't. Right. Would those guys have been better served with a collegiate career? I don't necessarily think so, but if we take those outliers out of the conversation... And that's what they are. As a whole, yes, I, I would agree. Not necessarily collegiate career, but a more mature player coming in, I, I definitely think that's better served. Yes. Here's what I'm sick of hearing. He's not ready to play yet, but he's one and done. He's one and done, but he's not ready to play in the NBA. Well, I mean, how many... How you many, can't be one and done if you're not ready to play in the NBA. How many dudes are like Baker Mayfield, though, where it's like you come in and you're not necessarily ready to go year one, but we still want you as a part of this team. We still want you to be... You know what I mean? Well, that's why I think the G League is the best place for these play, these people to go. I don't believe you should be on an NBA court before you're 20 years of age. Could you have an NBA contract with a G League team and get paid to play before you're 20? Yes. You are not ready to be in the NBA. Most... like Again, there are going to be outliers. Most kids at 18, 19 years old, and honestly, even 20, are not ready for the NBA. Your body's not ready yet. And, dude, like, we, this is ruining the NBA. The NBA is flooded with young kids who can't shoot, who haven't de- developed a jumper. It's like half the game, by the way, putting the ball in the hoop. It's like half of it. The other half is preventing others, somebody else from doing it. But that's like half of it. And routinely you hear broadcast teams go, yeah, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Dude, there's like 50 jobs in the NBA you mean to tell me we can't find a guy who can who can post up and shoot a fifteen range jumper? Yes, you can. There's somebody out there that can do it. Ah, with so much with so much of basketball and the NBA nowadays in particularly, all you are if you're not a centerpiece is a role player, and all you have to do is be really really good at one two, and if you're three things, then you're really on to being a great role player. That is but, true. But all you have to do is shoot the three pointer with a high efficiency, or all you have to be able to do is play defense really well, perimeter or rebound, defense, or, or rebound really well, or be able to make the train or make the switch really well. So like. I, I know I know it seems like, well, if these guys could all do everything perfectly, it would, all, it, it would be considerably better. I guess I won't necessarily debate that, but specialists are always going to be a part of the game. They're always going to be. A, th- this is what it seems like to me, and I don't know if this is true. Maybe this is just perception. It seems to me like a specialist used to just be that. Now I feel, and we had like one. Now I feel like everybody's out to be a specialist. It's something. Like, you're a three specialist. You're a perimeter. Like, nobody is an all-around player anymore. As a matter of fact, you hear them called out, and they're like, you can list them by hand, right? Like, the, best, the two-way players in the NBA. There's like four. LeBron, Kawhi, James Harden, and I don't know who the – maybe Giannis? Maybe. Like, the two-way players in the NBA, they're almost non-existent. It, it, I, I think you bring up a good point of definitely the G League is going to be the answer to this, and I think you're just going to keep seeing more and more and more of this when it comes to... Do collegiate sports is... Is in for huge trouble, I think, probably 10 years. Yeah, I was going to say between the NFL and it was probably a year ago, we started hearing murmurings about them doing like a, what was it, a, a 20, 21, 22 year old league where it was just guys who were in that, you know, like in, a D league type Right, in, yeah. in, in, that, in, that, in that age range of where it's like, well, you're not necessarily ready to come up yet. We don't just want you to be on third string. We want you to get actual snaps, actual minutes, actual playing time because, you know, playing, playing third string on something on a, on a on a, on, a, on a pro team, you're not getting that same rep. You're not getting that, and that's why these you know G leagues, these D leagues, these minor league baseballs, why they're so successful is because you're going.
going out there, you're playing in the stylings that you're going to be playing in. You're playing that NBA-style basketball. Instead of going to Europe, instead of going to college, instead of doing all that, you're getting that time. And, dude, if they're going to pay these guys upwards of $40,000 a year for seven months and you don't have to pay to live, you don't have to pay to eat, you don't have to pay for health insurance— and I, I do if I in, in six months if I can make if, if I can make that much and then I can go you know play in Israel for you know another eighty grand for the other six months that's a pretty good life it's not so bad that's a pretty it's a pretty decent you life can do a, no you can do all right and yeah Austin tweeting in KD is obviously a two way player yeah that's obviously I just brain farted on that one you're right he's great uh, we would have to give KD a two way player thing there I um it just to me it seems like these kids coming and Lonzo Ball is the perfect example. Dude, that kid was touted. Now, you could say his dad like led to a lot of it, and he obviously did. 100%. He, he obviously did. But I believe playing at UCLA, having a name like that, playing in Los Angeles, he was going to get a little he was going to get a little spotlight anyway. And he's not ready for it. He's not ready. I mean, at least he wasn't this last year ready for it. It's just, dude, if I'm a GM, I want a man. Give me a man. What do I want with an 18-year-old boy for? I want nothing to do with that. Men win championships. I need big, strong, huge bodies. I'm being told this is what the NFL gets better than the NBA. They make you wait three years. That, again, is about the body. And the NFL would put an 18-year-old kid out there if they felt like they would win, but they're not going to win anything. An 18-year-old thin kid could shoot a jumper. But you can't get hit in the backfield by an, by an NFL yeah, linebacker. Yeah, you can't put 18-year-olds out you there. Can't, you, you just can't. can't. James a, Harrison's going to You know what I'm saying? It's, like, a, it's just way more physical. Now, I hear LeBron's moving things around on his social media. I don't have a ton of time here, but I hear he's moving things around on his social media. Like all like the what the, the headliner photos and all this stuff is all now St. Vincent, St. Mary stuff? Yep, it's all pictures of him when he was younger. Okay, now see, I have said forever I think he's leaving. Okay. Now I will. I have amended that statement, and I have said that I think that there's no way his career ends without another jersey. I think it's very possible he signs another one-year deal this year and then leaves after next year because I think Russell can move next year. I think more players can move around at the end of next year, right? And so I think that that might happen. But we know what LeBron does with his social media, right? He's very—I don't know what's the word—he's cryptic with it, right? That—that—that's probably the right word. That if he does, if he changes all this stuff the same, he knows what fans now think, right? Like LeBron's not an idiot. He now knows that fans in Ohio now think, see, he's staying, right? Oh, I think that's more an indication he's leaving. Akron's what matters to him. St. Vincent, St. Mary's is what matters to him. Cleveland doesn't matter to him. Not that's, at all. That's the message I got from it. As a LeBron, dude, as a LeBron oh. honk, as a LeBron homer, as somebody who, who who still thinks there's a very real possibility he stays and finishes his career here, I saw that. I didn't think at all, well, this is a commitment to Northeast Ohio. I thought that was a commitment to this is who I am, not a Cavalier. That's 100% what I thought. Oh, I bet you're in the minority. I bet if I – and that's a great take, by the way. But I, but if, if you were to ask me, I bet most Cavaliers fans walked away from that saying, see, he's got loyalty to St. V. Once his kid's getting ready to go there, and I think that's more what the pictures are about, or whatever. And see, this is the reason why he's going to stay. My point is this, is that most fans are going to take that as if he's staying. And if he, he does that to fans and then he goes, he's kind of a dick. At that point, dude, if you get fans' hopes up by doing stuff like that and then you leave, you're kind of a dick. I genuinely thought the exact opposite, where he was building this buffer zone because if he left Cavalier stuff up until the last minute, then it's like, well, dude, you, you had the opportunity to, to you I know. I never stopped to think about it that way. I don't think, I, I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. Right. I, what I'm going to say is I think <laughs> most fans are walked away thinking, this is him saying, this is where I'm staying. 
is that I'm a kid from Akron. I'm always going to be a kid from Akron. My wife likes living in Bath. We're going to continue to live there. I'm staying home. That's the way I took it. I think that's how most NBA fans are going to take it. That's an interesting take. And I think most fans are going to walk away going, see, he's going to stay, and then they're going to get their heart crushed into little pieces. Although, I keep hearing Paul George may opt back into Oklahoma City, and I have to admit that will affect where and what LeBron James will do. Uh, apparently, guys are worried about this one thing as they age. It's not your penis. There's something else. Really? Men, no, it's not. There's something else men are worrying about as you age. It's not that big of a deal. I'll tell you why you're going to be fine. That will be next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Coming up at 9 o'clock, Phantom's got a huge announcement. Yeah. Serious, dude. Huge announcement. Big stuff here. So much so that we're putting it at 9 a.m. I'm kidding. But it is, a, it is a pretty big announcement. A lot of you are going to be very, very excited to hear it. So we'll do that at 9 o'clock. Um, I know one of the things that guys complain about or worry about as they're aging is erectile dysfunction. Uh-huh. But we're not going to talk about that. Okay. This is the other thing men worry about and feel like this is them facing their mortality. Okay. And facing their age, which is gray hair. And... I've resolved myself to it because it happened very early for me. I started to get it around 28. I lived hard. I think that was definitely part of it. Really? As the, oh, yeah. I, don't, I mean, I don't know how much truth there is in that kind of stuff, but I believe probably. And I believe there, that I would imagine that through some of the things that I have ingested in my body may have worn things okay. out. Okay. All right. And it, it may, have, may have aged me from the inside out. I don't all know right. if any of that's true, but I, if somebody said that to me, I'd be like, yeah, all right, I guess I could see it. If you just spend years destroying your body, I could see it. I was going to say, I think if you had a reckless youth, and that includes, you know, substance abuse there, anything people say, I can always be like, yeah, well, my 20s were crazy. You know what I mean? Like anything in my life where I'm like, well, dude, maybe that's not going the way I was supposed to. It's like, ah, what do you want me to do? 20s were crazy, man. Exactly right. That's what I, that's what I always say. I'm like, ah, well, whatever. I mean, what do you want? I lived hard. But guys worry about the gray hair. Now, again, I don't really much worry about it. I've had it forever. Right. But they say there's the things you can do at it, like which is don't grow it out. Like the longer it is, I guess like gray hair is like wiry. And then it grows a little longer, and it looks like more unkempt. Yeah. And I'll say this: like the longer my hair gets, the more gray it looks. Like yeah. if I keep it like cut close, you don't notice it as much. Now my beard's been kind of taking over like this last year, like where it's kind of happening. But I've thought about coloring for years, years and years and years. And everyone that I've ever dated said, "No, oh, don't do that." Like, no, no, no. I kind of like it. It's that, like I don't know if "distinguish" is the right word, but like, it's definitely like I, I've been asked not to change it. Um, there's definitely something mature about it. Um, and I think that you know, if, if the stereotypes are are what they they they're they're supposed to be here, is that you know, an older man is going to have a little bit more I don't want your class isn't the right word but like there's a little bit more like you're more stable you're more adult you're more you know reliable as opposed to you know some some wild you know 20 year old yeah I am um, I I I I don't think you should worry about it. I think a lot of the color. Now, again, I'm sure like the technology of these products has been, you know, uh, wildly advanced. But to me, it just like, don't you feel like you can always kind of tell? Um, I don't think it's to pay. And I don't think it certainly is what it was, because you're right. I think just for men and those types of products have improved what they're doing. It there. just feels like a black color that like only comes in Sharpie. Right. Like it doesn't necessarily look like a natural black is what I Right. Feel it's like. it's shoe shine. That's yeah, that's exactly what you're putting in your right, hair exactly right there. Exactly right. Um I think you have to remember though that you are 
attached to the fountain of youth through this job and a little bit of gray hair doesn't necessarily bother you as much because it's like, well, dude, is that a 25 year old girl in my bed on Friday? Right. I still go to concerts. I still bang young chicks. I still go out and drink. If you're, if you're 42 year old instead of Dan Stansberry, you know, you're, you're, you're Jim Mitchell and you know, the younger guy at work just got past the Hall of Fame bridge, Jim. Your life sucks. You're going to hell and you got gray hair. Just yank one of those things out of the testicle. You'll be fine. More Stansberry show and another problem maybe for the NFL next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here letting you know about Fight Fest. It all goes down June 30th at the legendary Chaparral's Event Center in Akron. Fight Fest is brought to you by Honor Fighting Championship. That is America's fastest growing MMA brand. And if you've been to one of these events, you know why. They feel... Yo guys, Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning, I reach for my glasses, and all of a sudden I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. Rock 106. Nine. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069 online for you at WRQK.com. Pass out those incarceration tickets at 7.30. Fantone's got a huge announcement coming up at 9 o'clock. We'll do that. Also, make sure you can join Fantone this Friday, 2 to 4 in the afternoon, as he'll be at the new Raising Canes in Kent. Getting my chicken on, dude. I'm excited about that one. I'm jealous of you, dude. Raising Canes is delicious. One love. Very good. Uh, earlier in this morning, we were talking about how I bought some new furniture. I posted some photos on Instagram, dan.sansbury, also facebook.com slash show. Sure enough, you do it. People want to knock you. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know the guy wasn't totally serious, but the guy's like, dude, you need new lamps. And I hit him back up, and he was like, and I was like, dude, just so you know, those lamps are 60s vintage. Like, those are, like, legit. Like, those aren't, like, they're not just old. They're, like, legit vintage. And the guy's like, put them in storage. Dude, what the hell's the point of having really nice old vintage things if you're going to put it in storage? The point of having something vintage is to use it. Yeah, m- uh, what, what the, anything in storage, dude. People who have like, oh, dude, I need this storage rental locker. I'm always like, dude, get rid of that stuff. If you have that much stuff, you can't fit it into your home. Get rid of that then stuff. Get what, it are out store, of here. what are you storing? What are you storing lamps for? Then you're what my mother would call a pack rat. The hell are you doing? Speaking of mothers in the furniture here, I saw my mom commented on your furniture. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. Lisa Fanto was like, "Mom approved. I like it. Mom approved." So I, I was up in Twinsburg this weekend, and I saw my mom. And you know, it's summertime. My mom's a lunch lady, so she's got summers off. And to her, summertime is is garage sale season because she's a middle aged woman. What the hell else is she gonna do with her life? Go buy the crap that people are selling out of their garages. I believe they call that. She's a basic. <laughs> so, so, so. So I'm like, Mom, yo, you've been garage sailing. Did you buy anything good? You got anything good? Like, tell me, wh- tell me what you found recently. She's like, no, but I'm going to tell you what I'm looking for. She's like, I'm looking for anything that says Aurora Shores for Daniel. Because she calls you Daniel. She's like, I'm looking for anything that says Aurora Shores for Daniel. And I'm like, Mom, why don't you buy me something? Why don't you look for your son for something? And she's like, no, this is what I'm looking for for Dan. See? Yeah, no, that's right. That's how that should go. That's how that should go. She gave you love your whole life. <laughs> I don't get a t-shirt, you dick. The hell's the matter with you? The hell's the matter with you? Yeah. I want an Aurora Shores t-shirt is what I want. Keep looking, Mom. <laughs> I used to have one of those. <laughs> That's why she's looking for one for you.
So a, uh, I guess a cheerleader is calling foul on the Houston Texans. Now mm-hmm. you got to remember, dude, that the, the, they've had some problems. The, the Houston Texans have. I remember the owner was like, the inmates are running the asylum when everybody called them racist. That whole thing, well, standing outside of uh, apparently the NFL's Manhattan headquarters Friday, Angelina Rosa, five foot four, hundred and twenty five pound woman, looks like she's pretty cute. Yeah, had been deemed to, and you're not even allowed to use this word anymore. Chunky, jeez, by uh, by Houston Texans officials. <laughs> like, I mean, at least when you say fat, you're saying what you're saying. Chunky's just funny, dude. Like a little chunker right there. Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> this is back like in the Husky section. Like, <laughs> I mean, imagine, dude, ima- dude, imagine the outcry that would happen today if a parent walked into a store and had to take their kid to the Husky section. Oh my God, Twitter would go crazy, right? That used to just be the way we spoke. But she was deemed too chunky, five foot four, one hundred and twenty-five pounds. Mm. Dude, see if you can give me a frame of reference other than this woman at five four, one hundred and twenty-five pound woman I can take a look at, because that sounds just about right to me. But they said the skin around her waist was pulled down, and then what she's describing as painfully duct taped to her leg. Before a Texas, this was in a game last year, so she could look thinner than she was. Now, she, of course, says, I felt humiliated and ashamed of my own body. She says, I'm standing here today to make sure no other female has to endure this same humiliation. Now, this is crazy. Apparently, part of this humiliation is these cheerleaders are paid seven twenty five an hour? Yeah, they don't make anything. To do what they're doing? They're like, and I think they're independent contractors, They don't too. work for the team, that much I know. Yeah, and I think that it's one of those things where they get paid very, very little, and they don't really have, just like how Price is Right models, you could be fired every week. You didn't have any like long-term contract with them. It's a week-to-week thing, if I remember correctly, and if I, what I read is true there. And I did not know that. So they do make more money, and this is how they get a lot of people to do stuff like that, working events. So if, like, you know, the Buccaneers girls or whatever are out at, I was going to say, okay. Buccaneers, you know. Future NFL cheerleaders, yeah. let me just tell you. That's how Rock 106.9 got me, too. Hey, no, no, we're not going to pay you, but we'll sell you. There'll be these endorsements. We'll put you out on the weekend. You'll do remotes. You'll do all this stuff. No, 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 we're not going to pay you. We'll find somebody else to do it. And then, sure enough, those smoke and mirrors disappeared the moment I signed on the dotted line. So future cheerleaders, don't fall for the event is how they're going to pay you. Scam, because it is a scam. Yeah, they get paid well from those if they do, like, a golf outing or something, and that's how they, you know, give you minimum wage, essentially. Oh. Yeah. So apparently I'm as smart as an NFL cheerleader. (laughs) Apparently we're both the same thing here. Um, She says here it was done without any consent. And again, they took the skin around her waist from what I understand. So midsection, this is actually what we're talking about here, right? Pulled it down closer to her body and then duct taped it down. Pulling the fat down. Pulling the belly down. I would think, right? She said it was done without any consent. And I really don't understand the reasoning for it, the cheerleader had said. Her lawyer, lawyer, Gloria Allred, of course, um, had sent a letter to Roger Goodell and uh, charged the head of the football universe with fumbling the opportunity to make things right for the cheerleaders. (laughs) It says, taking a stand does not take power, Allred said. Brandishing a roll of silver duct tape, it takes courage and commitment to values. You You apparently have neither one. First of all, I don't really think this is a Roger Goodell issue. 
to make to, to make the claim that this guy knows everything that's going on with the cheerleading no. squads is crazy. It's 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 one of those things. The buck stops at your desk, but not necessarily his fault. I, I mean, now aren't these girls? Like, again, I don't know if this is true anymore, but once upon a time, it was in the movie Casino, and they did. It was based on, like, a real thing. Back in the day, casinos would hire their servers. You weren't hired as a waitress. You were hired as a model. So they could say to you, sorry, girl, you gained too much weight. You got to go. Because this is this is the thing that, that nobody wants to admit. Sex does sell. There's a reason why we do it. That's why they're it's, out there. It's because it does work. So to make the argument that we should just force people to hire plump cheerleaders is crazy. The thing I'm going to say about it is I don't think this is working anymore like it once did. I think the concept of cheerleaders at a football game 25 years ago felt essential. I think now NFL teams, you guys are just opening yourself up for more headache than what it's truly worth. I agree with you except for this. You cannot make the argument that when coming back from commercial break that the shaking of the pom-poms and that they've trained you. They have trained you that when you see that midsection and the pom-poms, that action's coming back to the screen right now. So don't change the channel one more time. It's boobs shaking around. It's good. Okay, we're almost back to action. Now I'm here. Yeah. I mean, definitely that's a part of it. But there's, you know, just as frequently, there's an aerial shot of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know what I mean? So, like... Yes. I can't argue that in 2018 in the Me Too movement and all this stuff that should we maybe just stop with the with with the cheerleaders thing? Maybe, but the problem is and like I said, is that we don't want to admit this because everybody wants to be a victim. But sex sells. And there's a reason why a 5 foot 4, 125 pound girl wanted to be a cheerleader. Why? Is it because being pretty will pay you? I mean, let's make let's be honest about it. This woman went out of her way to go get a job where being pay, where being pretty pays you. And then so she's shocked now that when, when she went out of her way to get a job like that, that they were going to do things to make sure she looked as good as humanly possible. Yeah, I, I mean... You can't be shocked by it. This is, like you said, like, you know, Vegas and, and, and those restaurants like, uh, you know, Tilted Kilt and Hooters and all those places kind of have that same agreement where it's you're not... What do you hired think we're doing as a here, waitress, sweetheart? right? Yeah, what You're do you not think we're hired. doing here? And you know, you can make the you can make the argument of is that right or wrong or whatever, but I think as far as I know, those are the terms and conditions you agreed to there. So if you do not if you don't want to do it anymore, it's at will employment. That's I mean, that's kind of the way it works. Exactly right. And it's one of these things where women do get treated a little differently than this. You think anybody cares about that male model up there and, and, and tidy whities on the billboard? No. Nobody's thinking that guy's a victim. Nobody's thinking that it, only people care about his sexuality. You're going, no, dude, somebody paid him a bunch of money to stand around in underwear, so he took it. Where, where when you do this with women, it's like, no, you think this is all they can do. No, I'm just saying this is something that they do very, very well. Not that it's the only thing they can do, but they do do this very well. And we need to stop pretending that we're shocked and awed over the fact that sex sells. Sex has sold uh, items since the beginning of time. Why do you think Adam ate that apple? It's because Eve was there, dude. And Eve was a woman. And he was like, well, you know, she's got the vagina. I guess she do whatever she wants. That's exactly how that went down. Dude, sex has been selling since the beginning of time. We need to stop pretending it doesn't work because it totally works. More Stansberry Show and your incarceration tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it. I love Rock 106.9. This report is brought to you by UMA Office. 106.9. 
Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069 this Friday, 2 to 4 in the afternoon. Catch Fan, uh, Matt Fantonis. He'll be at the new Raising Canes, Kent, 2 to 4 that afternoon. We also have a $25 gift card for nice. Raising Canes. We'll pass that out at 930 this morning. And coming up at 9 o'clock, Fantone's got another major announcement. Big one, dude. I can't, I can't wait to get it. It's heavy stuff, man. It is. I think people are going to be very excited about that, actually. I think they're going to be very, very excited about that. So coming up at 9 o'clock, Fantone gives you a huge announcement. So I can remember a world without social media. I remember actually being talked into a Facebook account from a former program director of mine. We had been on MySpace, and I remember Twitter coming. I remember premiering Twitter the first day it came out. Like, I remember doing it. I remember my boss coming in and going, there's this new thing. I need you on it. We don't know what it's going to be yet. Just start saying stuff. What a, <laughs> what a dangerous. Like, and I, and I remember saying to him then, you would never, ever, ever give me that advice with the microphone. Why the hell are you giving me just that advice with this thing? Yeah, just right? do it. So, like, I kind of remember the world pre-social media. And it's f- amazing to me how fast this stuff is switching over. Technology, once it gets on the move, you know. Something comes out, it's $10,000, five people buy it, you can now buy it for 600 bucks in the back of Best Buy. It's just the way technology is. Yeah, and it will always be that way where it's just constantly compounding, constantly yes. growing faster and faster and faster. So, uh, you know, it's... Good, I guess, you know, it's it's the blessing and the curse of it. So I have the platforms that teens are using the most this year versus the ones they were using the most just three years ago in 2015. Okay. Okay. Reddit, teens, 7% of them are using Reddit. Wow. I would have thought way higher. Um, it's one of those places you, as a show host now, you kind of have to check. Things kind of break there um, sometimes before they break other places. I am surprised by that. Reddit is kind of referred to as like the front page of the internet, and you can kind of go deeper into it from there. I'm not surprised to feel that. Reddit feels very middle-aged to me. Like, it feels my age. Oh, really? It does. Wow. Okay. I would have just, because because I'm told uh, constantly of what like a cool hangout place of the internet it is, I just assumed it would skew a little younger than that. I didn't realize that. Teens, now this is platforms they use. This is this year, and then we have uh, just three years ago. We'll give you uh, 2015 here in a second. Twitter. Is it coming in at 32%? That seems low to me because Facebook is at 51%. I would have figured because this, the whole article is how teens are moving away from Facebook, mm-hmm. right? And so I would have assumed that the Twitter numbers would have been way, way higher. The thing is, though, is that Facebook is the gold standard. You know what I mean? Like everybody has Facebook. We're not necessarily everybody has Twitter. So, I just figured more of the younger people would though. It's it's they're the influencers. It's 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 I, I would probably say it's probably that middle ground there between like Facebook, um, your mom's on it, your aunt's on it, all that. Every everything else is kind of younger, but Twitter's right in the middle there, where it's not necessarily your mom's social media, but it's not necessarily new and like young and cutting age any or cutting edge anymore. Oh, all right. The uh, teens are using Snapchat at sixty nine percent. That does seem to be one of their favorite um, social media platforms. Yeah, and again, for those of you that don't have Snapchat, it was essentially designed to trade D pics and boo pics. That's what it's for. I don't care what anybody tells you. That's what it's for. I do not have Snapchat. You you send a video, right, or a picture, or... picture, videos. That doesn't matter. You can also send text. You know, okay. welcome to the inbox. Now they all know that that's a, we're yeah. all moving, getting away from our phones being phones and just 
using other things to do what the phone used to do. But yeah, and then you can set the time limit on how long they can see it. Um, so like if you set like something they can only see it for 30 seconds, they open it, it you, you see it for 30 seconds and it disappears. Here's the other thing and why people like Snapchat a lot. Like if you send me a text, let's say a woman texts me a picture of her boobs right. and I, I can save that picture. She has no idea. She has no idea. You can press down on the photo, save it to your phone. You have it. You own it now. Nobody knows. If you, you cannot press down on a photo and save it via Snapchat, as, at least as far as I know. And if you screenshot something on Snapchat, it sends a message to the person that says, yo, just so you know, the person at the other end of this screen captured this. Which I guess is nice to know, but isn't that like, well, then what the hell was I doing? <laughs> like, if that can happen, then why would, you know what I mean? Like, well, it's too late. Now they've got it. They've like, got it. But they're, they're banking on and they're right. The shame of knowing that somebody else knows that you did it, it's what they call, Fayette, wait for it. This is what the young people call, wait for it, it's a thirst trap. A thirst trap. It's a thirst trap. Like if they send you the photo and you capture it, you're not just appreciative. Now, you're thirsty, which means horny and desperate. You got to stop banging 24-year-olds, dude. (laughs) Good Lord, how do you know all this? (laughs) Because... I sleep with 24-year-olds. That's how I know this. It's the fountain of youth. I need it. Like, I, I mean... <laughs> we like, just talked about the gray hair. Come on. You know what I mean? It's a, dude, that's just it. I mean, they like, say what you want, but I'm, dude, you call it sex with 24-year-olds. I call it research. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you, you call it whatever you want. Instagram, 72% of teens are still using that. And I have to admit that Instagram is probably my favorite social media platform right now. Um, because it's mostly... It's primarily positive. And I think that's why I like it. Where Facebook has become, honestly, Facebook is, remember going into Spencer's and they had that, the rack that spun around yeah. and it was every refrigerator magnet of, yeah. you know what I mean? It's dollar this, or this, it, dude, that's what Facebook is. It is the magnet section at Spencer's on roll and it's just nauseating and so I'm not wild about it. Twitter is probably my least favorite social media platform because it is definitely the most left-leaning for sure. And it's like legitimately, if you don't think a three-year-old can pick their gender and you don't want a sanctuary city in your living room, then you're a bigot racist. And so like Twitter's really annoying. Where I find like Instagram is normally just photos and it's just normal. It's less memes. You still get them, but it's less. And it's mostly just photos. And yes, people are mostly putting their best foot forward, but I don't really have a problem with that either. But it's, it's less political debate via Instagram. So it just feels like exactly what social media should be, which is I'm getting a little bit of a look inside of your life. Not necessarily what your viewpoint is on every hot issue of the day that you're not boned up on enough. It's not that. I'm just getting a little view. A little voyeurism into your life, which is exactly what social media should be. This is why Facebook should be worried. Three years ago in 2015, Facebook was the number one app teens were using at 72%. It's now down all the way to 51 in three years. That's how fast this stuff moves. I mean, Snapchat just a few years ago was at 41. They're now all the way back up to hovering right around 70%. This stuff moves so fast. you got to imagine a new social media platform that's going to get us all hooked has to be, what, days, maybe a month, two months away from rolling out. And before you know it, we'll be done with all these and onto a new list. Three or four new social media platforms will be 
right around the corner. you got to imagine any day now. Incarceration heading to Mansfield July 13th through the 15th. One of my favorite bands ever, Clutch, will be there, and so will you. If you're caller 17 at 1-800-243-7625 on those, we'll be right back with more Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show, Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We'll talk to Scott from winningfornextyear.com. We will do that at 8 o'clock. We'll pass out some Honor Fighting Championship tickets at 8.30. Phantom will make a huge announcement coming up at 9 o'clock. Wow. Then at 9.30, we'll pass out a $25 gift card for Raising Canes. And again, you can join Phantom this Friday, 2 to 4, the new Raising Canes in Kent. We got a lot going on today, dude. We do. Wow. We do. We better start doing a show soon, man. We got to get this thing going. Not real pumped to do what we're going to do right now. What is that? And this is because this is this conversation actually will show you how words and dialogue have completely changed in this country. And nobody's really to blame. And yet all of us are to blame. Because I'm going to say something right now that is going to infuriate a audience of a band. Okay. You're going to get furious with me, especially since the fact that one of the founding members of the band died over the weekend. When I say this, you are going to lose your mind. And it's because of the way words get misused every day by everybody. Not me, but not just me, not just you, all of us, right? Vinnie Paul from Pantera died over the weekend. And I'll say this. I obviously don't want to lose Vinnie Paul. I've met Vinnie Paul a couple of times. As a matter of fact, I met Vinnie and Dime like two days before Dime had died in Columbus. They came through. I was working in Cleveland. I was doing afternoons. And they came through with Damage Plan. And we, oh, interviewed, yeah. we interviewed Damage Plan. We put Damage Plan on the radio. And we did that whole thing. And then next thing I know, it was like a day later, two days later, next thing that Al Rosa, right, is where that happened in Columbus, where Dime, had got, where Dime was shot. Well, now his brother, Vinnie Paul, 54, founding member of Pantera, died. Over the weekend, right? And I'm going to say this. Pantera was overrated. Jeez, dude. We just played Cowboys from Hell. Cemetery Gates is going right now. What are you talking about? Pantera was overrated. And here's where the argument comes in. Because we don't use words correctly. So people are now furious with me. They because hate you. What people heard me say is, Pantera sucks. Pantera's my favorite band, dude. What do you mean Pantera sucks? Stand me out, come up there and kick your ass right now. Right. And here's where it gets here's where it gets convoluted. <laughs> is that people will use overrated to mean sucks. So then when people like me want to use the word accurately, I get lumped in with people who don't know how to use words accurately. So your friend will go, yeah, Pantera is overrated. And they mean sucks. So then you then, every time you hear the word overrated, you assume then everybody means sucks. That's not my fault. Don't make me pay for the sins of your idiot friend. This is what overrated means. It means, yes, good. Yes, I agree, good. I believe they are ranked higher than they should be in, like, the hierarchy of band. Okay. I, I also think Pantera gets credit for something that isn't totally their, their doing, and yet they get all the credit for it. There's a lot of musical artists I feel this way about, but give me the case here. What do you mean, why? I feel like Pantera 
You know who Pantera is? And when I say this, people are going to freak they out. They are going to freak out, dude. They are. You know who Pantera is? Who are they? Pantera is Queensryche. That's who Pantera is. Queensryche rose to fame with Operation Mindcrime. And part of the reason they did it is, A, it's cover to cover great if you like metal. Right? Operation Mindcrime is an amazing album. But everything else... That was coming out around then in the years right before and right after all sounded like Heaven by Warrant. It all sounded like Unskinny Bop. Okay. It all sounded... So you had Queensryche who was like, no, dude, we're still metal. We're still going to be metal. And so therefore, they became bigger than they should have been in that moment. Much like Pantera. Everything else sounded like... And then Pantera was Pantera, and so you went, oh, metal. Yeah, I guess when we're looking at it, it really was... Because, I mean, when did when did, when did did Pantera really pop? Like, So, I mean, Cowboys from Hell came out in 1990, but let's be honest. That's not when you came to Pantera. This is much like Metallica. People didn't come to Metallica in their early years. You waited until one was big, and then you went back and bought Ride the Lightning. That's the way everybody did it. We all have revisionist history, right? So Cowboys from Hell came out in 1990. My best guess is, for most people, it was actually the second album, Vulgar Display of Power. It came out in 1992, and then you had Far Beyond Driven in 1994. Far Beyond Driven is when I remember starting to see Pantera shirts everywhere. So let's call it 93, 94-ish is when this band came out. Okay. But then after that, the Great Southern Trend Kill, I know people try to tell me how great that album is. It's good. And I think Pantera is good. But I think they get credit for being in a lousy scene. They were the one thing that sounded aggressive in a sea full of, like, nothing. I mean, at that point, though, I mean, we're talking, so they're competing essentially with music from 89 to 93 we're talking about yeah, here. And again, remember, Pan- and at the start, Pantera was a full-on glam, wearing makeup, spandex, frizzles off the thing, like glitter pants. They were a full-on glam band who couldn't cut it as a glam band and then repackaged it as metal. I do not, I do not know, because the first true Pantera album was Metal Magic, and I... Ride my rocket with song number one. I'll be all right. Tell me if you want it. I know none of those songs. Dude, they were, I know none of it. No, they were legitimately. They were a full on poison glam rock band. Pantera was. That dude. They're the biggest Kiss fans in the world. Vinnie Paul and Dime were the biggest Kiss fans you could find. Eighty three was when the first true Pantera right. album came out. But by the time they got into the sound that we're all familiar with, yeah, I mean, they realized 90. we can't cut it as this. So, We'll go and do this. So, but there were other bands during that era. I mean, Metallica was putting out music, right? And and I mean, dude, I mean, what was Metallica doing in 1990? The Black Album, right? So, again, what most people are going to consider to be watered down rock music. You go find me an average Pantera fan; they'll tell you the Black Album sucks and Vulgar Display really? of Power is awesome. Yes, I would put those in the same. I would put those two in the same. Little little segment, a sliver of rock there where they thought both was awesome. But you did not have much to compete with. Yes, you might have had Metallica, who honestly probably helped prop you up because it gave it gave metal some sort of like mainstream clearance, and but already, then you could come in. Already big enough where people could pretend they didn't like it. Already big enough where people would be like, oh, yeah, yeah Metallica, I want to be with the next thing. I yeah. believe Pantera gets credit for something they didn't do. I've said the same thing about Slayer before, where it you, it can be a metal band that people know, but it's not Metallica. Therefore, you look cooler by saying, you know. Yep. And I think Pantera is very similar. 
And I think a little bit, like, here's the other thing. I think Dimebag Daryl gets way, way, way too much credit as a guitar player. Way too much. Not, dude, people are going to lose their minds about that one. Let them lose their minds. It doesn't mean I'm wrong. You can, dude, just your fandom of a guy doesn't, this is, this would be like me arguing that Ace Freely is a great guitar player. Ace Freely is a crappy guitar player. But what I have always said about Ace Freely is he made Dimebag Daryl want to play. Nobody made people want to play the guitar more than Ace Freely. Nobody. Maybe Jimmy. Outside of those two guys, right? Well, both Jimmys. Fine. Right? So there's three. Those are guys who legitimately made people want to do this. But Dimebag Daryl, I think, is an overrated guitar player. Good. The riffs are good. They're not legendary. They're not great. They're not even all that difficult to play if you ask guitar players. They're not. It's not intricate. And to me, that means you're a great player. Just making a riff that sounds cool doesn't mean you're a great player. You just know how to make a great riff. It's different. Dragon Force isn't great to me, though. It's the most intricate, like, oh my gosh, look at these waterfall guitars, and it's like, okay, Again, we get it. This is how words get misused. I would argue that those guys are great players, and Pantera's a better like band of guys. This is, like the, this is the argument I make about the Rolling Stones all the time, right? And I love the Rolling Stones. As a matter of fact, somebody gave me a gift of a ticket from my birthday, Tuesday, May 25th, 1976, of a Rolling Stone show. That's how much I like the Rolling Stones. All right, so this will prove to you, like, a band I love, right? And I'm going to tell you, not a single member of that band is any good at what they do on their, on their own. Keith's not a great guitar player. Mick's not even that great of a singer. Charlie Watts, honestly, is probably the best musician the Rolling Stones has. And right now you're sitting there going, which instrument does Charlie Watts play? Exactly. But you put all those guys together in a room and magic happens. And the same thing's true with Pantera. Dude, none of those guys are, are outside their realm in what they do, but you put them together and they make Pantera, and Pantera ends up coming out pretty good. Now, again, I'm going to say this again. Overrated America actually means good, yet you have placed them a little too high. Overrated does not mean sucks. Don't lump me in with your friend that doesn't have a vocabulary. I do have a vocabulary, and I understand that overrated doesn't mean sucks. They were damn good. But I feel like they get a little bit of credit, and they were Queensryche, is what I think they were. And if you want a band from the early 90s, mid-90s, that was sounded heavy, that was aggressive, that was better than Pantera, they're called Fear Factory. We'll talk to Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. I Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online at WRQK.com, and it's Monday at 8, so we're joined by Scott from WaitingForNextYear.com. My man, how are you? Doing well, guys. Thank you. I was telling everybody this morning, man, I feel all swanky and important because you invited me to play golf with you on Friday <laughs> afternoon. I feel, all, I feel all swanky and important. I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. probably being my last golf outing I'm invited to as well, so it'll be... Is that right? It'll be... It'll, it'll be no, I'm not just joking. I was going to say, you think I'm going to get you in trouble? Or so I'm, I'm gonna no, be, no, 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 no. I'm going to be no, 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 no. behavior, I promise. 
No, no, it'll be perfect. It'll be, it'll be a good time. All right, good. Uh, you'll have to send me some details uh, a little later today because I don't remember any of that. You asked me. I was like, yes. I felt like I was being asked to prom. Yeah, I want to go. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Just bring me the corsage. I'm wearing this. This is the color. Get it matched up. So as we're talking to Scott from winningfornextyear.com, a lot to get into uh, with you today. Um, I want to start with LeBron James if we can. Um, obviously, we're you know everybody's like kind of like on the edge of their seat waiting. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? I've been saying all year I think he leaves. But now I, I, I got to tell you, the lack of movement of some big star players that we thought was already going to happen, uh, maybe it still will, kind of feels like, man, this thing may be trickling down for LeBron to maybe stay one more year, maybe sign a year extension or whatever that is, and then maybe opt out next year and move around. I still think it's one more jersey before the career is over. I'm not sure if it's this year or next year. Um, but I guess Pantone let me know this this morning. I didn't see it. But... Apparently all the header photos and all the stuff on his social media has all been switched back to St. Vincent, St. Mary. Now, Fantone and I disagree on this. I felt like, oh, maybe that's him kind of nod, nod, wink, wink. Maybe I'm going to stay. And Fantone has the idea of, no, 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 bro, you misread him. And what he's really meaning to say is, I'm a St. Vincent, St. Mary kid. I'm an Akron kid. I don't really have an allegiance to Cleveland. This is who I am. And Fantone feels like... Uh, this may be indicative of, see you later, I like Akron, not necessarily all about Cleveland, I'm out. What do you think it means? Because it means something. We know it means something with him. Well, that's the beauty of it, right, is that, you know, it's just like the, like, 2014, you know, when, you know, because 2010, there wasn't much in the way of internet, you know, at the time. You know, Twitter was still in his infancy, and, like, really all we had were, you know, know, people wondering. 2014 was really his first, first... first free agency where people were, you know, watching flight patterns and monitoring color codes on his website and, and things like that. And, you know, so this is just another one of those. Um, I tend to think more with you, Dan, um, because one, I'm not a, a you know, schizophrenic fan, but I, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's the thing. It's not, it's not guaranteed. It could be like, Hey, you know, I, I, I came back. This is where I'm from. Uh, I fulfilled my promise of winning a championship. You know, now I'm out. You know, it could be that just as easily. Uh, but I, I do tend to think it's it's a more of a home um, family and 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 Akron being you know more integral in this decision than than in the past one. Now it doesn't hurt that George looks to be re-upping in in Oklahoma City, and uh, they you know the the ability he he. he doesn't look like he's going to opt in for this year, so it makes a trade to Houston or or another team very unlikely. Um, you know, so the the potential suitors are dwindling down. You know, LA is always going to be kind of that one that's out there because of the salary cap space they have. But as as they don't get Kawhi because Pop's not going to trade him west, or they don't get Paul George because he's going to stay in Oklahoma City. Yeah, I don't know what that looks like for Bron at that point. And, you know, they don't, they don't really have a lot to trade salary-wise to acquire a, a, high paid, a highly paid player. They have a lot of cap space and they have a lot of young talent. But, uh, you know, so if, if, if it looks like both decisions, if it's L.A. or Cleveland, would be non, non-basketball related at this point because, you know, the, and the family thing, I think, that, that, that you're referencing has a lot to do with that. Yeah, I think there's definitely something to be said about uh, with, with the options kind of dwindling, and I don't understand why Paul George stays in OKC, but if that's what you're going to do, that's what you're going to do. It's perplexing you, to me. You can't, you can't assume he's just going to go out to L.A. just to go be out in L.A. because he no. can go be in L.A. whenever he wanted to. The safety net's 
in Cleveland, the safety nets in Northeast Ohio. Um, so, yeah, I mean, there's it's crazy to think that LeBron now has to wait for other guys to make their move before he makes a decision. But I stand firm to what I've been saying really since, since, since Kevin Durant signed with the Warriors is that LeBron doesn't know what he's going to do yet. And I know for the most calculated player ever, that sounds crazy. But here we sit, June 25th, and I kind of stand firm on that, that LeBron not 100% sure of what his next move is there. Um, and I don't think anybody is. We're all going to sit here and you know dissect headers, and we're going to dissect Twitter photos, and we're going to do these things. Um, one of the things I do want to get your opinion about, Scott, it's bigger than just LeBron. It's kind of an NBA thing, and we talked about it earlier this morning. Uh, the commissioner of the NBA came out and was asked, hey, if you could change one thing when it came to the association, what would that be? He said he would want the minimum age at 20. LeBron, obviously the outlier, somebody who was able to come in at 18 and dominate. Uh, what are your thoughts on that, and what are your thoughts on that as the NBA goes into the future? Surprised by it. Uh, I thought if they were to go one way, it would be go back to letting high school kids jump in because, you know, one, it, it, it allows kids to make an earning a little sooner, and two, you could argue that it's, uh, you know, if, if you're a purist of the college basketball side, you know, and you hate the one-and-done thing, um, I think that helps you out a little bit as well. Um, you know, now I'm sure there's reasons for it, uh, you, but that said, I, there haven't been many, you know, kids that come out of the one and done program who just haven't been ready. You know, that, that's always the argument in the NFL. They're not physically capable or not physically ready to play at the NFL level, which I get. Um, you know, baseball kind of has it right. I think where you can go out of high school, but if you decide to go to college, you got to wait a couple of years before you can reenter the draft. Um, you know, so that that's not a necessarily a bad way to look at it. But yeah, I'm surprised uh, Adam Silver would want to add another year onto it because I'm not quite sure. You know, diluting your potential, uh, you know, playing pool would be would be a good idea. If there's if there's kids in in college who can help your product make money and 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 earn revenue and and grow the way it has, you know, over the last couple of years, I would suspect you'd want them in your league. Um, but you know, if, if there's, if there's more behind it, if there's something nefarious with the NCAA wanting kids for another year, that wouldn't surprise me. Um, you know, I, I can't think of a more corrupt, you know, thing going right now than what the NCAA is doing. So, you know, if I'm surprised by it, uh, but, and I'll, but I'll be more surprised if, if the, if the players, if it's collectively bargained, so where, where they, uh, where they allow that to happen. I'm not surprised by it, and I think really what it is, I think it has nothing to do with the NCAA, and I think it has everything to do with them wanting to prop up and beef up the G League. I think this is more about we'll start moving these players in here. It will start to be more viable, and I know you're going to tell me like there hasn't been a ton of one-and-done bust. I don't really like the one-and-done thing, and I do believe this is what I think happens. I think there are a handful of kids who are one-and-done, but because everybody's looking for the one-and-done kid, there's a ton of them that end up doing it who probably shouldn't. And we know men win championships, not boys. Men win championships. So I think what Adam Silver saying is here is like, guys, we're trying to get this G League thing started, and th- like these teams own these te- own these G League teams. So let's take these players that people want to see in NBA games. We'll put them in our small markets. We'll beef up this league. We'll pay these kids. We'll undercut the NCAA without av- actually having to do it, and everybody wins. The player gets a few more years to beef up. Get the body that you need for the NBA. And paid. And, and paid. paid. And money. And they get to stay afloat. And the NBA gets a man entering the league versus a boy. Yeah, maybe. Um, now, I, I, I'm unfamiliar with, are they allowed to go to the G League and just not the NBA out of high school? 
I believe that's what they're going to be doing. And I believe right now, as long as you do that one year, I think as of now, and there was, I can't remember who it was. There was a, a, a player that was highly recruited collegiate and decided he was going to G League out of high school. So, I mean, I think that that makes sense in, it's a long-term game. Yeah, if you're a bas- college basketball purist, it doesn't make sense to you. But if you're the NBA and you're looking 10 years down the road right now, it's right. like, this This is where we're making our money, not by giving this talent up to up to John Calipari. Exactly right. And I think it makes the NBA stronger in the long run. I think you get a better athlete coming in, the, the competition looks better, you're ready. I mean, do look Alonzo. I mean, he played all right, but for the for the amount of like love and thought. Now you can blame Lavar for a lot of it, but the media was going to fall in love with Alonzo Ball no matter what. He played in L.A., UCLA. He's got the name. He's got the flash. He's got all that stuff. So like he was going to be talked. And now his dad amped it up, but it was like better than Jordan. This and this and that. And the kid comes in and he's lackluster. I mean, it just it kind of felt flat. And I think if you put these kids in the G League, the expectations come down. Therefore, happiness goes up. And then by the time you're on an NBA roster, surprise, you have developed a 15 foot jumper that you're going to need for the NBA. I, that's what kind of what I'm sick of. I'm sick of turning on the NBA Finals and hearing, like, the Finals, by the way. These are the two best teams. And hearing guys say this, well, yeah, he doesn't shoot. He doesn't know how to shoot. Dude, there's like 50 jobs in the NBA. What are you doing in the NBA if you can't shoot the ball? What are you doing? You mean to tell me we can't grab a kid out of Rucker Park who can defend the perimeter and shoot the ball? No, I hear you. <laughs> um, I, 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 I agree. Uh, you know, but that, you know, when they're, when they're, but when they're drafting these kids as well, they're drafting ceilings as well so it's not you're not you know so there's just a little bit of more of a a commitment um but yeah it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do um you know i think the g league thing is very interesting uh you know it would uh, clearly help canton yeah. So, I mean, if, if it's going to help Ken, I'm all for it. Bro, we will roll that red carpet out. You tell me when you want it, dude. I got front row seats for you. My man Bozzy's going to be there. It's going to be a party, dude. Scott, can charge all day. Look at Scott. <laughs> hey, I'm going to invite Sansbury to play golf, then I'm going to expose his motives. Like, that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, no, I'm out to help Canton, Scott. You're damn right. That's exactly, that's exactly what I'm trying to do. I, would, I, I can't not talk to you about this. And it's because I get beat over the head every time I do. Every time I let you go and I don't ask you about this, people are all on me about it. And it, and it is true. I'm a little guilty of being a little passive on this. But the Tribe, not so bad, right? I mean, aren't they winning the Central, just beat up on the Tigers for you know all weekend long and that whole thing? And it's like they're an afterthought because everybody's curious about where LeBron's going. And Baker Mayfield lit up Colin Coward. So it's like, who cares about the Indians, right? I mean, what's going on? Well, that made the Mayfield thing was super impressive. But, yeah, what the Indians are doing now. Oh, I disagree. You know, it, it's easy. To, so they're up. Eight-ish, I think, in the division, um, which would be fifteen-ish, probably, if not for you know all the bullpen woes we talked about earlier this season. Sure, but uh, the bats have 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 come alive. Uh, the starting rotation has been absolutely filthy. Uh, Trevor Bauer is is uh, up until Chris Sale's start the other day uh, was tied for the highest strikeout total in all of baseball. Um, you know, and then you have the top of the order. Brantley, Lindor, uh, Ramirez, who is the best player of baseball, not named Mike Trout, and uh, and Edwin Encarnacion just hitting the hell out of the baseball, and it's 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 doing wonders for this team that is all kind of coming together at the right time. I would agree. Um, I, you know, I, I I haven't been paying a ton of attention to it. I am a little guilty of. I kind of need to get like little later in the season before baseball becomes my thing. Worth noting, almost a hundred thousand in through the door this past weekend oh, nice. as they were taking on the Tigers. Oh, so good. that's almost three sellouts. So division champ, you know, division yeah, yeah, yeah. rivals there, that yeah. kind of stuff going on. At least the games that should matter a little bit, people do want to seem to go to. That's Scott from WinningForNextYear.com. We do it every single Monday at eight. We will do it again next week, buddy. You got, uh, you have a great week. I'll see you on Friday. 
You too. Sounds good. I'll be in touch. Uh, absolutely. Can't wait for that. Honor Fighting Championship tickets up for grabs after. This is going to be great. Businesses are finally allowed to be businesses again, and I love it. We have to stay consistent here, people. We'll do that next and pass out Honor Fighting Championship tickets up for grabs on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll pass out those Honor Fighting Championship tickets here momentarily. And again, 9 o'clock, Phantom's got a huge announcement. Yeah. Been a long time coming too. Honor fighting championship tickets up for grabs momentarily. I um I'm on record. I believe that a business should get to be a business. Let businesses be who this is what I've always said. Let businesses be who they are, and the marketplace shall decide whether or not they remain in business. Because in my mind, that is freedom. Freedom's messy. Everybody wants to talk about their freedom. But then you hate when anybody else uses their freedom. That's how freedom works. We all have it. And that's what makes it such, honestly, a crazy system. Is because this is how we end up butting up against one another all the time. It's because we're all free. Or at least in theory. I always say this. You set that alarm clock last night because you're not free at all. Right? But technically you have freedom. You have the illusion of freedom in this country. Right? And I believe that a business should have that freedom. And again, freedom's messy because I have the freedom to do what I want and Fantone has the freedom to do what he wants and therefore there will be overlap and problems that come with that. That does not mean that what we should do then is take away somebody else's freedom because it because it upsets you or they or they use their freedom differently than you choose than you would choose that they would use it. That doesn't mean we should end their freedom. But welcome to 2018 where that's where people want. They're using their freedom in a way I wouldn't. Shut them down. That makes you a pussy, just for the record, right? So I have always been, let businesses be who they are. The marketplace will decide if they should be a business. And I have to stay consistent, so I'm going to. Sarah Sanders happens to be the president's... Jesus Christ, I just had a huge brain fart. Press secretary. There it is. There it is. There it is. There it is. Just had a huge brain fart. Sorry, I got you, buddy. Press secretary. Maybe I forgot because he's had 10 of them in the first year. Maybe that's why I couldn't remember the name of it. She tried to go to a restaurant the other day, and they told her, you work for the president. Get out. I'm paraphrasing, but that's essentially what happened. She went to this place called the Red Hen, and they didn't want to serve her because she works for the president. I'm fine with it. I'm fine with it. Let a business be who they are. Sarah Sanders can walk her ass right back out the front door of that restaurant and go to another restaurant. Now, I think it's stupid for the restaurant to do it. I think that's stupid. Much like I would have baked the cake for the gay couple. But I don't think you should have to if you don't want to. I don't believe anybody should force me to run my business the way they want me to run it. That's crazy. At the end of the day, dude, I either have freedom or I don't. So there are no protected classes. If I want to say no black people, no black people is what I'm saying. I think it's unfortunate. It's awful. It's repugnant. It's ugly. But it's free. But that's freedom. If you really have freedom, then that would fall underneath freedom. Now, why that would have been a problem back in the day is there were four restaurants in any town. There's 6,000 places to eat on every street corner in America, dude. You can find you can find a place to eat. But what's stopping all those 6,000 restaurants eventually being like, you know what? I don't want black people in here. Commerce is what's stopping it. Money, greed, looking to be the best is what's stopping it. And that's, what we'll, that's why it'll always maintain because most business people want the money. Dude, most business people... 
All right, I don't say it that way. A lot of places, Jason Whitlock was talking about this yesterday with Ben Shapiro. He was talking about this, where you can take the most racist, ignorant, repugnant person who will still treat you well at the end of the day because they understand that the societal standard is not the way they think. The societal standard, though, exists because we Change create it. that. Right. We're the ones. Society okay. is made up of individuals making individual choices so every day. So that's the evolution that we needed then. This is the evolution that we need now. I mean, I guess why didn't the free market, why did the civil rights movement have to happen? Like, why Why didn't the free market just take Woolworths? Again, there, 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 there were not the outlets you have now. There were not as many national brands who are not going to hold you. Like, again. All right, let's take, there's a chicken place. I don't want to name it. There's a chicken place everybody wants to boycott every five minutes of the day, right? I went in there the other day. The guy behind the counter that did my order, gay. Full on gay. Not hiding it. Didn't have to. I don't care, whatever. But so this company you're told is so awful and has these awful these awful practices, hired the guy, made him a manager for Christ's sake. So you see what I'm saying? Like all this fear that you have of what will happen if you let businesses be businesses is not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And so therefore, Sarah Sanders should be turned away if they want to turn her away. Now, what I would do as a business owner is I would take the money. At the end of the day, as a business owner, the only color I care about is green. And I keep trying to tell you people this, and everybody wants to keep calling me jaded, and you're just miserable, and you're single, and that's why you don't see it. Money is the only thing that matters. It's the only thing that matters. It's the thing that makes the whole world go around, bro. And it's why you're up every day chasing it. It's because it's the only thing that does anything. And that's why if you're a business, bake the cake. If you're a business, seat the customer. If you're a business, serve the food. That's what you should do. Now, that's what I would do as a business owner. But we live in America and you either have the right to refuse service to anyone or you don't have that right. Although I feel like every restaurant in the world feels like they have that right because they all hang the sign up. So you either have the right to refuse service to somebody or you don't. I, I, Which is it? I, I'm, then take the sign down. Well, if, 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 if we're getting into it, it's like the protected classes outlined, you know, sex, uh, disability, things like that. So I mean, if I open a business, I should have to serve everybody no matter what. Not everybody no matter what, but you can't, you can't discriminate against people based on these protected classes. Now, what... Well, Sarah Sanders is not a protected that's class. That's what I was going to say is now your political affiliation, not necessarily a protected class. Although now it should be. Because here's the difference. Again, you know why we made protected classes? Uh, why we had to do that back then is because we because people were being treated differently. We weren't necessarily treating political affiliation differently back in the day. We are now. So that doesn't. If, if we're going to go into protected classes, political affiliation is definitely the next protected class. I think you can make the argument too of profession being a protected class. Like I know there's people who are well. If you know if, if you're if you're a cop and somebody you know spits in your burger, it's like well this is a different. You know, it's different because we're talking about somebody who did that to you because of something of what specifically you do? what you yeah, do. I, I don't like it. This is the, that's the that's the same exact thing as hate crimes, and hate crimes are one of the dumbest things this country's ever done. You cannot legislate what's going on in somebody's mind. They either did something wrong or they didn't. This moving the line and creating this and extra rules for this because this group feels like they're persecuted against is all BS. It's just a way for more political divide and more people to run on things and campaign 
campaign on this. They don't care about you. They don't care about me. They've never cared about you. They've never cared about me. It's all about winning, staging, and gaining the upper hand. Dude, hate crime laws are stupid. That whole thing is stupid. At the end of the day, you either did something wrong or you didn't. But as a former business owner, dude, this is what, dude, I don't like the government telling me how to run my business. I'll give you a perfect example. I owned a bar in Oregon, right? And I wanted to shut it down to go on vacation. You know what the state of Oregon told me? If your vacation's under seven days, you don't have to tell us. Anything over seven days, you must get permission from the state of Oregon to shut your bar down that long. Now, why the hell do I got to get permission from the state to, to lock the door of my bar and not open it for a few days if I don't want to? Why? It's my business. Why the hell do you get to tell me anything? You either have the right to refuse service to anyone or you don't have that right. Freedom is messy, people. It means the person you disagree with has the freedom to do what they want to. But don't argue to take away their freedom, because sooner or later, I'm going to come back and argue that I want to take yours. The president, obviously already tweeting about this, says the Red Hen restaurant should focus more on cleaning its filthy canopies, doors, and windows. Badly needs a paint job, rather than refusing to serve a fine person like Sarah Huckabee Sanders. He loves the word fine. I always had a rule. If a restaurant is dirty on the outside, it is dirty on the inside. Again, this is where this is where I'm going to have a little bit of a problem. Is that you wanted to defend the bakery and now you want to demonize the red hen. That's what makes him wrong on this. I was fine with the bakery, I'm fine with the red hen. I'm staying consistent. Let businesses be who they are and then we'll all decide whether or not it's a business. You can talk to me about whiny this and whiny that, but what about this and what about that? I don't care about what ifs. I tell you all the time, adults don't care about what's and what ifs. Adults care about what will be's. That's what you care about. We're actually talking about the real world. That's what adults worry about. Five-year-olds worry about what ifs. Honor Fighting Championship tickets up for grabs. We'll take caller 10 right now. 1-800-243-7625 on those. Right back with more Stansberry Show. Hang on. Yo, guys. Fantone from the Stansberry Show here to tell you about the Rollholt Vision Institute. It still happens to me all the time, dude. I wake up in the morning. I reach for my glasses. And all of a sudden, I remember, dude, you do not need those. I got 20-20 vision thanks to the LASIK surgery I had done at Rollholt. And I'm telling you, your summertime is going to be so much easier when you don't have to worry about glasses or contacts. So if you've been thinking about LASIK surgery, I know you have some questions, which is why the Rollholt Vision Institute has made everything perfectly clear for you at their website. That is RollholtVision.com. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Fantone will be at the new Raising Canes in Kent 2 to 4 this Friday. We'll also pass out a Raising Canes gift card 930. However, Fantone's got a huge announcement coming yeah. up 9 o'clock. Yeah, big stuff, man. It's one of those things I wish we didn't have to do. But we no, do. we have to do it, but dude. There was a serious altercation over the weekend I was a part of, and I got announcements to yeah, make. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll make those announcements coming up at 9 o'clock. Dude, I stopped by the Italian-American Festival. Oh, yeah. <sighs> oh, yeah. Dude, let me. that's one of the benefits of living downtown, is when fair food's walkable <laughs> to your house, it's nice, dude. Yeah, it is. getting shot at, getting robbed, whatever. Who cares? See, he's joking, right? And we can kind of make those jokes because we're... Two of the, the ten people in Canton who aren't afraid to go downtown. <laughs> Let me tell you, you know what? Let's be honest. I've been okay. here long enough. All right. Jackson, you're a bunch of pussies. I'm sorry, dude. You are. Every time I head up there, north to Canton, Jackson, people say to me, Oh my God, <gasps> you live downtown and you live to tell about it? Dude, I now watch it, it'll probably happen tonight. <laughs> All right, it'll probably happen tonight. 
Been downtown four years. Yeah. Cars never broken into. Nope. Apartments never been broken into. Honestly, once 4.30 in the afternoon hits, the rest of you all head home to the safety of Avondale, and nobody's downtown. It's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it's not like we're living living deep in the southeast or anything like that. Like, downtown is okay, guys. I know I know. 10 years ago. I know, and that's what I always hear. It's like, oh, dude, it was the Wild West 10 years ago. Yeah, and cops like, do tell me that in my parking lot where I live, that like, back in the day, dude, gang members would just like stand straight and shoot each other. But there has been a huge... Huge, and I mean huge effort put forth to make downtown a livable, enjoyable, workable space again. And it's it's turned around. It's turned a corner. I mean, can you say, like, well, there's still, yeah, but, dude, there's still violence anywhere. There's still going to be crime places. Um, you can come down here. You can come to, to, to light up downtown. You can come to, to a charge game. You can come to the Italian-American Festival, and, and you're going to be fine. You can do what I did, which is go up, grab two larger portions of Noki to go, and take it back to your apartment and eat it with Without the other people around you, that's exactly. You think I just ate downtown? Hell no. Yeah, I did the Italian American Festival too. Had uh, had some ravioli, had a stromboli, pretty damn good. I didn't get the stromboli. I got two uh, two portions of gnocchi. I got one for Saturday night and one for Sunday afternoon. <laughs> Put them in the fridge. Was ready to go. It was good, man. I love when that thing comes to town. I love it. I saw this, and uh, this is scary a little bit. Right. And being a Canton cop would be hard, man. Yeah, it just uh, Being a cop anywhere would be hard, right? Yeah. Just being a police officer is a job I don't want. But apparently, dude, a guy here um, had Mercy Medical Center just like on lockdown. Yeah. He pulled a knife on a police officer, and apparently, dude, he punched him. Uh, they say they went into brief lockdown as a precautionary measure. That was Cindy Hickey. She confirmed this on Friday morning. Um, she said crisis center workers called hospital officials who notified officers at the hospital for an unrelated matter. According to the records, Eugene T. Needs, 56, uh, lives off a of tusk, surprise, was arrested 625 in the afternoon um, Thursday at his home shortly after the incident. The jail records did not list the nature of the threats that led to the arrest and whether or not Needs, uh, why he went to the hospital. But dude, apparently, dude, he like um, threatened the cop, pulled a knife on him, and punched him. Jeez, dude. Uh, dude, you pulled a knife on a cop? Uh, good Lord, how are you still alive? Right? Yeah, well, that's one of the reasons to talk about this, because that's going to be the conversation later today, is he got to live because he's a 56-year-old white man. And people are going to make the argument that if a 26-year-old black man had pulled a knife on a cop, he probably doesn't live. Would things be a little different right now? Uh, I don't know. Because I don't know the circumstances of what happened. When he say pull a knife, all of a sudden I'm imagining has a cop by the throat with a knife to it when he could have pulled a knife out of his pocket. The cop could have de-escalated the situation. I, I don't know what happened here. This is what I think happened. Okay? I think this cop acted in this situation how you're supposed to. Right. And in other situations, cops have been faced with a similar situation, one or two variables different. And have acted wrongly. All right. This is what I always say about cops interacting with like a, you know, fugitive or somebody like, you know, a suspect, right? Is that you can't make blanket statements about it because it would need to be the same cop across every scenario right. for us to figure out what's happening there. Right. But do I believe that there would have been potential for this story to end differently 
I think I've seen enough of it in the country to say that, yes, it would probably, it could be a possibility. Anytime we start talking about matters that have to do with officers of the law, all of a sudden there are people on both sides who get the, I already know what happened. It doesn't matter what the circumstances are. Either that's a racist cop who, who, who's shooting every black kid he can find, or, you know, that's, you know, there's just, we already know where you guys are. Or that's a cop who's infallible, right. never did anything wrong. He's a 100% perfect person, and, and you can't separate. The two, mm. and it's like, all right, we got to find out where this really happened. Nuance here. is what happens, dude. Here. This is one of those things, and you say, like, being a cop, like, boy, I wouldn't want that job 100%. I wouldn't want that job. Being a medical professional, somebody who's in, in mercy, and then all of a sudden it's like, dude, we're on lockdown because some nut job has a knife in here. Because people get pissed about medical things, dude. If your wife's sitting there dying of cancer oh, and yeah. you feel like that, that doctor's, that doctor's fault. fault, dude, nut jobs out there. No thank you on either one of those jobs. Yeah, they're both thankless, too. Like, the those, like medical professionals and cops, it's the same thing. Like if you do your job well, it's like, well, yeah, that's what yeah, you're supposed course. to do. You're a doctor. Your duh. wallpaper, duh. duh. Right. Exactly. You're, that's what you're right. supposed to be doing. But if you do it wrong, now it's like it's 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 the world's biggest problem. Yeah, I wouldn't. You're absolutely right. Those no things are more you. related than they're not. It's I wouldn't want anything to do with either one of those. And I'm thankful there are people out there who can do those things. Fantone's huge announcement. Yeah. You can hear the excitement in my voice. That's <laughs> next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to The Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you at WRQK.com. Jesus Christ, that J.R. Smith jersey when he made that gaff one for $24,000? Yeah, obviously to a Warriors fan. Had to be, right? Who I was spending think. that much? Who else? That was such a frustrating thing, dude. I love J.R. Smith. I do. Love the guy. And you knew the series was over in that moment. You just knew it. Yeah, there are air out of balloon moments, and that was definitely yeah. one of them. It was. You had him on the ropes, dude. It was It was a game you just weren't supposed to win, and just the dumbest decision you could have made, you made, and, and it you changed go, it. If you go back to that day on the show, what did I say? Game ones matter. Game ones matter. You set tones. You go into their building. You pull out a win when you should not. You get in their head. Things can be different. And that's why LeBron was mad. That's why he was punching stuff. That's why, I mean, that's why a lot of things happen. I can't believe that jersey went for $24,000. A lot of money right there. Wow, it's a lot of money. All right. Um, I don't know why. I, uh, (laughs) I, 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 I've been searching for a reason all morning. I don't have it. Um, but Fantone's got an announcement. I do. And um, that's all I got. I, uh, <laughs> my, dude, let's, uh, so uh, I will tell you that the video that goes along with this story can be seen. Facebook.com slash The Stansbury Show. You can see it there. Stansbury Show. We're on Facebook. And because uh, everybody is. And you can see the video that goes along with it. Now, you have worked closely with, but now even more so. Ohio Championship Wrestling. That is correct. I've uh, I've been with OCW for I don't know over a year now at this point. I mean it's 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 been a while. And um, shout out to the people who didn't think OCW was in, would make it a year. I'm, I'm in that camp. <laughs> yeah, shout I, uh, out right there. Hey, we're proving you, you wrong. Know, we, we were wrong on that one. Um, yeah, I've been working with Ohio Championship Wrestling for a little over a year now, and this was obviously something I did out of like passion for it. I love pro wrestling, have since I was a kid, and uh, WWE returning to Canton kind of re- reignited the spark there for me. 
me. So, you know, we started talking about wrestling on the show. They reached out and said, hey, man, we'd love to have you out at some of our events. You can get the crowd hype. Essentially what I do with the Canton Charge, I do with Ohio Championship Wrestling. Okay. I'm not like the official ring announcer. I consider myself the hype man. I consider myself the Flava Flav, dude. I come out in between some of the matches. You know, hey, is everyone having a good time? Make some noise. And like, I don't know. That's that's. I got to tell you, dude, Flavor Flav is the right area for you to be in. That's exactly. Big ass clock on my chest right there, dude. That's exactly the talent pool of of where I think we're at. You got to get in where you fit in right there. Um, But in the time that I've been running with Ohio Championship Wrestling, there has been a reoccurring, I guess, beef with one of their wrestlers that I've had. Hold up. Um, is there an Ohio Championship wrestler known as Beef? No, but dude, Big Beef is not a terrible idea for there a should new be pro the wrestler. Big beef. The Beefs or something. Hate to break it to Sherman Tank. He's the Big Beef. <laughs> so we've had these guys on the air before, and you know, yeah, because we're dumb. One of one. <laughs> God, I can't stop it. I don't know why. One of the OCW superstars. Uh, it has just been a reoccurring thing, and I don't know if this just wiping our ass with superstar. Huh? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if this is you know him having an issue because he's a Canton guy as well him having an issue with me because of the success of the show and kind of where we've been able to take things and maybe he feels a little slighted right there uh but agent orange well all right hold on let's (laughs) let's just get this out there every other and i'm gonna air quote this canton celebrity (laughs) you all can take a goddamn backseat i'll be honest with you like we and the the can celebrity hierarchy i do believe we're first there's us there's the ojs and there's david baker from the pro football hall of fame and i guess the head coach of mckinley other than that i mean really what are we talking about? you just called him head coach and not by name (laughs) i feel like the hierarchy is intact what what are we talking about here so agent orange juice jen and I, um, we've had uh, our share of, you know, altercations over Twitter. I know we've had him on the show before, and he's been kind of a dick there. Uh, and, and, and you know, things finally kind of came to a head this past weekend as uh, we were at the OCW arena. It was, uh, you know, it was a, a, a filled, you know, arena. Everyone's having a good time. Juice Jennings got his ass kicked by Marion Fontaine. I'm backstage. I'm sorry, Marianne Fontaine. Marion. Oh, okay, Marion okay. Fontaine. He's like a uh, he's he's from Brooklyn. He's a hipster. He's got the handlebar mustache. He'll put up his dukes. You know, he's one of those guys, dude. He'll do it 1950s boxing style. There. You nerds found a way for me to write for, to root for Juice Jennings. Good God. So, uh, yeah, I was backstage. I was on my phone, and this happened. Juice Jennings storming up the stairs right now. Winded. Oh my god, he's got his mother's towel from her bathroom around his neck. Jeez. Yeah, it's me, I'm looking at it's pretty funny. Yeah, you laughing at me, Phantom? Hey, Marion Fontaine beating is pretty funny too. You I think, think I'm a joke? I think you know, you know, you don't Alright, Juice, I get it, man. I get it. Juice but, Jennings getting know, in my face okay. right here. Yeah, look at you backing down. You're like, dude, he's got you backed up against the wall. Hey, dude, I mean, Juice Jennings, pro wrestler, Matt Fantone, not so much. Not so much. I, you know, I'm, I'm not. I remember what happened last time when I laid you out. Remember when I broke your ankle? You remember that? I remember that. Yeah, yeah I do remember that, Juice. I do remember that. And, you know, maybe it's time to do something about that. This looks like a ninth yeah. grade fight. <laughs> it does. It looks like a ninth grade fight. I'm going to beat you up and take your lunch. Three o'clock high. It is time. Oh, yeah? But how about we do something? How about... You go find two guys. What? Weird. 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 Like, dude, let me tell you a sentence I never want to hear. 
Hey, Stansbury, let's do something. Find two more guys. <laughs> dude, outside of putting a foursome together for golf, that's the dude that I, I dude, better never say to me, Stansbury, find two more guys. At this point, Juice Jennings in An my face. An oiled up man better never say to me, find two more guys. <laughs> At this point, Agent Orange, Juice Jennings in my face, and he's got essentially what, a, a step stool to get up there? I call these dudes the juice extractors, but he's got he's got two goons on his squad. Uh, they're known as Warhorse, and they are the Third are known as parole officers. <laughs> they are the OCW tag team champions. So at this point, these dudes kind of emerge from the shadows and backing up Agent Orange Juice Jennings, and here's what happens. And you can step in the ring with the Counter-Strike. Oh. They call themselves Counter-Strike, by the way. Juice Jennings claims there's a giant conspiracy against them, and they are the Counter-Strike to said conspiracy there. Oh, my God. Dude, I'm not a wrestler. I'm not a wrestler. I'm here to have a good time tonight. I'm here as a fan tonight. So you're not. So, so know your place. So you know what? Know your so place. Know your role. Right. So walk away. So walk no, away, he says. I start enough. walking away. There he goes. There goes Fantone up the steps. Looking back. Oh! Oh, right to the back! Oh, my God! It's like a three-man beatdown on Fantone. Oh, my God, they're kicking the crap out of you. Do something, Fantone. I dare you to do something. Oh, they're laughing at you. So that's where we lost things Saturday night in the OCW arena. You beat up Matt Fantone laying there at the bottom of a pile or at the bottom of the steps in a pile of essentially rubbish, dude. Just got my ass kicked by a pile of rubbish. Just got my ass kicked by three dudes. Not feeling so good about myself. So as I'm laying down there, shaking the cobwebs off of me. It dawns on me. Uh-oh. Fantone, it's time. Oh, no. Enough is enough is enough. You can't take any more, and it is official. I am accepting the challenge. Oh, no. A six-man tag team match going down July 20th at Busbin. For the first time ever, I will be stepping into the squared circle to take on Agent Orange, Juice Jennings, and Warhorse. Watch now as I ask questions I don't care about the answers to. You ready? Yeah, dude, because you got a part in this, bro. You got a part in this. I need you. So who are the other two dudes? Have not decided on them yet. Have not decided. I've got a short list of OCW superstars, you know, that, I, that I've, I've been considering. A couple of people I want to reach out to. No shame, Jimmy Shane, right? But I have not, I have not made an official announcement on who my tag team partners are going to be. Hopefully, maybe if Jimmy Shane's interested. Jimmy, if you're listening right now, man, send me a message. I'm trying to put a team together. I cannot believe. <laughs> oh, here's what I can't believe. What can't you believe? I can't believe that on the actual day, my mother... And niece are coming in to visit. I'm going to have to look at my 72 year old mother and say, <laughs> Well, I hate Fantone. And somebody's going to put him in a figure four, and I'm going to get to watch it at Buzzbin. So pack up your teeth, Ma. We're walking down the street to Buzzbin. <laughs> We're gonna go watch Phantom get put in a headlock. I, uh, dude, I gotta get some sort of training together. I can't just walk in there like a scrub, dude. I mean, Ohio Championship Wrestling—they have Spinebuster University. So, dude, I'm not joking, man. Your boy's gonna have to head up there. I'm gonna have to hit the ropes, dude. I'm gonna have to hit the weights. I'm gonna have to get this going. I got less than a month. Well, I mean, I think you just pay off the writer, <laughs> and, and you might end up all right. So this is this is actually going down in Busbin. Yeah, July twentieth. We've done shows at Busbin before. Um, this is going to be an absolute blast, man. I'm telling you right now, we're pulling out all the stops. Uh, I, for, you know, I'm nervous, dude. I'm not gonna lie about this one. Like usually, I feel pretty confident going into things. Well, I'm he, nervous right now. Well, here's what we know. 
I mean, obviously, I, all right. Fanzone's a wrestling fan. I'm obviously not so much. I like to poke jabs at it, right? But I am one of the guys that'll say that, yes, it is scripted in the sense that, like, when you watch WWE, they know what's going to happen, or at least the end result. But what could happen physically in there, nobody knows. I've, I mean, uh, it could. I mean, it could go sideways quick. I've, uh, I've, I've, I've spent the weekend looking up uh, insurance information, and it's like, will this be covered if I do this in a in a knucklehead fashion here? And our insurance is going to cover anything. My girlfriend checked on my life, my life policy, and like making sure that if I die in the middle of the ring, she's going to be paid off appropriately. Uh, but dude, it's time. Uh, the accept or the, the challenge has been accepted. Agent Orange Juice Jennings, you bring your goons, I'll bring mine, and I'll meet you at Buzzman July twentieth, fool. This guy's like, dude, have Stansbury's mom go when she visits. That's the day she's getting in. It's going to be awesome. My buddy John's getting married that night, too. And instead (laughs) of watching my buddy, who I've known 25 years, marry the love of his life, (laughs) what I'll be doing is watching Juice Jennings oil up his Canton nipples and getting ready to toss Matt Fantone around in a ring. Coming for you, Juice. I'm gonna get my mom liquored hammered, like <laughs> hammered. I'm gonna do, dude, I'm gonna give her things she doesn't know has booze in it. You know what I mean? Just like getting get her liquor hammered, dude. I, my mom is gonna heckle you from ringside. Oh, good God! So obviously this is not going to end, right? My meaning that this won't be. This isn't gonna be a one and done. You're gonna end up being like a wrestler. I am not. I am not committing to anything right now. I'm committing to this match and this match alone. So okay. if you've ever wanted the opportunity to see me in the squared circle, this is it. All right. So let me, people are telling me I'm laughing so hard the back of my head hurts. And that's funny. <laughs> that's good. No, that is. That's good. I, I, I'm, I, think he, I think he's stupid too. I'm laughing at him too. Have you ever wrestled? Never in my life, dude. Outside of. Like a like friend screwing around the backyard. Yeah, obviously. yeah, yeah. When we were in high school and we were all like obsessed with it, what we would do is we would break into the. Like the athletic complex of our high school because that's where the high jump mats were, you okay. know, for like yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, for yeah. pole vault and stuff. Sure. And we would break into there at night and go like wrestle there, but in a in a tra- in a in a like train sense or in a like real sense. No, no. I mean off the couch top rope. Yeah, everybody's done that. It. That's e- it. Everybody's done that. I think, dude. Here's the thing. I think you're gonna have so much fun doing it that you're gonna get. And dude, you. This is who Phantom thinks he can do everything. Like and you are ultra yeah, confident, I do. I do. and I think the moment you're in there, you're gonna be like, you know, I could do this. And then, like, <laughs> we're l- legitimately that next week, all of us, the 20 million and I, are gonna have to be like, bro, you are not gonna get to the WWE. Like, you're not gonna do. You're too old. You're not. Dude, you missed it. Well, that's a thing, dude. I'm 34, and this is gonna be my first match. So no, I am not committing to a lifetime of like, hey, I'm gonna go chase this down. This is my shot. This is my opportunity. And Juice Jennings, I'm giving, I'm giving you all I got, man. I'm coming at you both barrels asking you shall receive many members of the audience are already like dude i'll tag i want to be i want to be in fantone's tag team got to talk to some people see what i got i mean dude there's a lot of great tag team partners i could pull we'll see we'll see who it is you know i just thought about the fact that if you just woke up just now turned on the show if you listen to us most days and i said join fantone's tag team (laughs) you're not thinking wrestling (laughs) knowing us as a show you're not thinking wrestling we do have a $25 gift card for Raising Cane's. Phantom will actually be at their new location this Friday in Kent, 2 to 4 that afternoon. We'll pass out that gift card so you can join Phantom this Friday. We'll do that next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Kansas Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 
Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRQK.com. This Friday, 2 to 4, Phantom will be at the new Rays in Canes in Kent. And we have a uh, $25 gift card to pass out here momentarily. 1-800-243-7625, the number we will, or you will need for that. Before the break, we also made the announcement that Fantone's going to wrestle, actually, with Ohio Championship Wrestling. This will be July 20th. Buzzbin is where this will go down at. And uh, it's what it's a it's a three person tag team, it's a six man tag match. So three dudes on each side. You got Juice Jennings and his goons. Um, you know they're known as uh, the Counter Strike collectively. And then I am going to recruit some OCW superstars, and uh, you know me and, and and two of them are gonna you know face face off. All right, audience, let's do this. Okay. There will be times in your life where if you were paying attention to what's going on in your life, you would think to yourself, I need to stop, take stock of where I'm at, and figure out if I'm making the right decisions. <laughs> if you find yourself being one of the Juice Jennings henchmen, you have missed one of the check your life checkpoints and need to turn back around and start level one over. Yeah, you hear that, Crosshairs Kelly? We're talking about you right now. I, I'm, I'm sorry. One Crosshairs Kelly. He's one, is, of, he's one of the juice extractors. Is he the one with the big beard? No, 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 no. He's the other one. He's the other one. He's the other one throwing the boots at me right there. And dude, three on one. You guys are professional wrestlers. I'm a radio host, man. What do you expect out of me? Jane James is a professional. She gets a three on one all the time. <laughs> I don't know what you're crying about. If you were a professional, you wouldn't be crying about it. Yeah, my mom comes into town that day. I can't believe. Hey, mom, welcome to the big city. We're going to go watch Fantone get beat up at Busman. I can't believe that's what I'm going to take her to do. July 20th. Uh, tickets available at OCWrestling.net. I believe Buzzbin has like physical tickets ready as well. So when they open up at noon with for Macho Nacho, well, you can get them there. What I need to know, does Buzzbin have a VIP booth? I can't have my mom <laughs> you know, being, no, he cannot. being sweated on by the Canton Slee Stacks. You know, he can't have it. I, I, I don't need that. I, I need my mom to be treated well. I need her in a VIP booth. We'll see what we can do there. My... Uh, <laughs> Dude, this guy Larry writes it. He goes, dude, your brother should come into town with your mom and he should wrestle with Fantone. Now, here's the thing on that. My brother would be awesome at that. The Stansberry brothers. He would be awesome at that. However, in the middle of the match, he turned heel and beat Fantone up. He doesn't care for him <laughs> He much. does not like me at all, does dude. Not, David does not like I, me. And I tell him all the time. I'm like, dude, you would like Matt. And he's like, I don't think I would. I'm like, no, 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 dude. You would actually like Matt once you got to know him. He's like, I don't think I would, man. Just not a fan. So, like, he's and again, my brother's way more conservative than I. I um, I I know I'm gonna have to put some work in. Like I said, Spinebuster University. Um, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna make a visit up there this week and start recruiting my team together and see what we can make happen. All right, I uh, I can't wait to see it. Yeah, July twentieth. Are you gonna, uh, dude? Like, are you gonna go off the ropes? Are like you going top rope? What's dude, gonna happen? Hey, I'm gonna do what I have to do, man. I uh, you know, I've been called out, and you know, this all goes back to bash at the babe too at the J Babe Stern Community Center. And when Juice Jennings he he attacked me from behind, he put me in that ankle lock, and dude, it's been brewing ever since. So whatever I have to do, I'm gonna do. All right, I just I I mean, here's the thing. You're not graceful. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if you've ever seen Fantone run, it doesn't look good. You know, what, I, what I'm going to say is if Ronda Rousey can make the transition from MMA into the squared circle, I think I can make the transition from the Stansberry show into professional wrestling. Why not, right? 
Yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I, the flawless logic. I mean, like flawless. That's obviously really, really well put together. Um, my mom is coming to town. That will yeah. be on July the 20th. You guys know there have been some history there. Um, I, I have had some negative history with my mother. We get along great now. We're, right. we're full on back on track. I'm happy about that. There's actually a guy out there who has a way worse relationship with his mother, or okay. at least did, way worse relationship with his mother than I ever had. And if you think I had issues with my mom, wait till you hear this. We'll give you that after hooking you up with this $25 gift card for Raising Cane's. Again, Fantone will be at their new one in Kent, 2 to 4 this Friday. Be caller, well, let's say 18 right now. There it is. 1-800-243-7625. You get hooked up with $25 in Raising Cane's. Be right back. Tell you this story about a guy who has a worse relationship with his mother than I ever dreamed of. That's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9, online for you at WRGK.com. And again, Phantom will be at the new Raising Canes in Kent this Friday, 2 to 4. Catch him there. All weekend long, we'll have those incarceration tickets for you as well. So I saw this, and um, I've had some issues with my mom, right? And it started, And I don't even know how this happened, to be honest with you, but it went from like, man, my mom didn't cook enough when I was a kid to worst mother ever. And I don't know how that happened. I really don't. She was not the worst mother ever. Um, it was a little bit of I've, self-deprecating humor has always been part of what I do. It's always been part of my brand. And uh, my childhood did have some dysfunction in it, obviously, as we all had. And so I've always like kind of poked fun at it. But somewhere along the line, it became hate-filled. And I don't know how that happened because I don't hate my mother at all. She was actually very, very great. And I've said it a thousand times that if I have privilege... And then if I do have it, what I feel is if I really feel was privilege in my life is that I grew up in a two-parent household and it was obvious to me my entire life that both those people cared about me and loved me and wanted the best for me. I feel like that's a privilege. I really do. Um, Because a lot of people don't get it. A lot of people don't grow up with that. And I was lucky enough to have it. My parents were married until one of them died. That's a rare story. But a guy here in Mississippi has a way worse relationship than I ever had with my mom or at least did, as he is, has now admitted that he choked her until she passed out, and then he cut her head off. Jesus. Wow. Her body, Sherry Johnson's body, was discovered after deputies uh, were doing like a welfare check at her house. This is back in like the 6th of June or whatever. Her family was a little concerned after they had not heard from her for a few days. Um, so Terrell Johnson, who lives with his mother, he told the cops at the time that his mother was on a cruise when they showed up. Um, So they go into the house, and they found a bloodstained bedroom and then his mother's body outside. He then taken into custody because obviously, dude, you lied to us about something. You at Mm -hmm. least lied to us about this, so we want to know more. So, you know, they take him in, and Johnson then admitted that he killed his mother, took her body outside so it would not smell in the home, only going to make it smell worse outside, and your neighbors are only going to smell it more. Um but apparently, he not only choked his mother to death, but he decapitated her. For those of you unaware, that means he cut her head off. And he had done that by using, listen to this. These were the items he used to rip his mother's head from her body. His teeth. Oh, my God. A ba- his bare hands and a butter knife were the three things he used to slice his mom's head off of her body. Do you have any idea how long, nor do I, how long it would take 
to saw through, I'm assuming you're cutting through the spinal cord at that yeah. point, right? Yeah. With a butter knife? Uh, you know, strangling somebody right out of the gate, what an intimate way to kill somebody. You know, you, t- you think about like, all right, a gunshot is trigger pull happened. You know what I mean? You don't necessarily have to yes. be on that. But for you to be standing there choking the life out of somebody, that's that's something. But now we're talking about chopping the woman's head off. Dude, I've said, that's crazy. I've always said the same thing about stabbing somebody, where it feels very intimate, close. you got to be up next to them where I can see like the emotion. Here's a gun. Pull it. Oh, God, what did I just do? Where stabbing somebody, I think, is much more intimate. Yeah, just, I agree with just you. Just imagine the blood and like the like ripping through like the tendons of your neck and the meat that's in there, dude. Gross. Well, especially when you think about the fact that he did it partially with his teeth, meaning he was gnawing through her bone. That's awful. Like gnawing through her her body. Terrible, dude. Terrible. I mean, my mom has been a bitch, dude, for sure. She's been a headache at times in my life, for sure. But never to like, you know, let's cut her head off with a butter knife. I guess that just goes to show you how poor some people are, right? <laughs> like you want to cut somebody's head off, and the sharpest thing you have in there, butter knife in your own, butter knife in your own teeth. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe think that one through out of there a little bit. I'm sure there was a. I mean, we didn't have a turkey carving knife in there somewhere. You nothing. 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 I mean, at least go to like a hardware store and rent something. You know what I mean? What are you doing? I think. What's the over under on that? I bet it takes two hours to, to hack through somebody's oh, spinal cord. Minimum, court. dude. Minimum. Come on now. I would say probably longer than that. Nothing in that pro- – let's say it's two hours, okay. right? No, nowhere in that 120 minutes you're like, dude, this is more than I bargained for Son here. Bitch, what am and I doing? Excuse the bad joke. Man, I bit off more than I could chew here. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure I want to continue doing this anymore. I, yeah, I don't, I don't understand how you get to that point with your parents. And you know what? I know I'm supposed to be a, a, of the joking nature, but I'm just happy I was raised in a more well-rounded household than that because, man, does that sound terrible. That's it for the day, though. We'll be back at it live tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. We'll see you guys then. If you missed anything from today, podcast it at WRQK.com. You guys have a great afternoon. See you. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.